Hello and welcome to Frequently Asked Questions from the session, Appropriate Use of Echo and Cardiac Stress Testing. We are joined today by Dr. George Marzuka. Doctor, before we begin, can you provide a few key pointers for our audience from today's session? Sure. Um, one thing that I'd like everybody to remember is that in inappropriate testing is costly and can have negative downstream impact on patients and healthcare as a whole. Uh, patients going for low-risk procedures typically do not need additional testing and know your options when it comes to stress testing and order them appropriately. Great, so let's get into some of these frequently asked questions. Um, I know you often get asked to uh, pre-op patients for low-risk procedures such as cataracts. Do, do they need to get an ECG, echo, and stress test every time? No, in fact, you re rarely need to get any of those things. According to the ACC guidelines, routine get, routinely getting those tests is a class three indication, which means it's not an indication and may cause harm. So here's an example. Um, your patient has coronary artery disease, but is asymptomatic and physically active. Should, should they be getting a yearly stress test? No, yearly stress tests are not going to prevent an MI. If a patient is developing progressive coronary artery disease, he's going to present to you with some symptoms, at which time a stress test might be appropriate. However, getting a yearly stress test only gives you and the patient a false sense of security and exposes the patient to increased risk of cancer over time from ionizing radiation exposure. How often after PCI or CABG should you get a stress test on your patient? The truth is we really don't know. There's no data showing a strong benefit, but it's generally felt that it's acceptable uh, but not necessary to get a stress test two years post-PCI and five years post-cabbage. Now, if the patient presents with symptoms, that changes the math. Patients with typical symptoms may need stress testing or repeat cath much sooner. What's the best way to risk stratify someone who has no history of CAD but is concerned about their risk? I always start with a careful history, looking for markers of risk such as smoking, sedentary lifestyle, and poor diet. Then I ask for comorbid conditions such as hypertension, diabetes, and hyperlipidemia, and family history. If they have a strong history but lack other risk factors, I might consider a coronary calcium score or a high-sensitivity CRP to help reclassify them from a low-risk group to a higher-risk group. Um, and that might help guide downstream therapies such as starting statins um, and reducing their LDL cholesterol. If an asymptomatic patient has a positive imaging study, should they go to cath prior to surgery? Typically, that depends on the size of the myocardium at risk and the inherent risk of the surgery. In most, can in most cases, the answer is no. The guidelines support uh, this with a class three indication for cardiac PCI solely to bridge someone through surgery. That means that there's no benefit to doing this. In most cases, patients do just fine without any intervention. However, it's best to use some judgment. If the patient is going for a very high-risk surgery and has a large area of ischemia, it may make sense to optimize them first, especially if the procedure is an elective procedure. Last question, doctor. Which is better, stress echo or a nuclear stress MPI? They're about the same, with nuclear having a slight, possibly insignificant edge on echo. However, you have to know what your center is good at. Uh, some centers excel at echocardiography, while others are better at nuclear studies. Uh, so use what test you have available to you that offers the most reliability and accuracy. This is great information, doctor. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you.